0: Pizza
1: presents the Steve Dangle Podcast with your hosts, Steve Dangle and Adam Wilde. You ready? Yeah, I'm so ready. Are you ready? Man, I was born ready. Were you born ready for this show? I was. I, I feel like a JV star. <sighs> ah,
2: ah. What are you making reference to, Steven? Uh, what the- what <laughs> genius brilliance are you making
1: reference to? Shut up, don't be proud of this. Don't you dare be proud of this. Jesse liked it. it- <laughs> That barely. gives it credence. Jesse likes awful things, though. So <laughs> that's true. I feel like Jesse, before we started the show about five minutes ago, put my wallet in my coffee for fun. <laughs> he thought it'd be fun. It was. I
2: had a good time. I miss that. Uh, you were here. Oh, just... that's what you guys were talking about? Yeah, you were uh, just that's... deep
1: in show prep, and Jesse was deep in pretending my wallet was a donut. That is amazing. and uh, Or a biscotti for the Italians mm-hmm. who are listening, and uh, Adam recommended that we call the LFR... Today, JV Star. All right. Boo. <laughs> you
2: asked and you took Boo. it. So who's like is it is it on me for coming up with it or is it on
1: you for using it? Oh, it's on me for using it. Or it. is it on Jesse for endorsing it? <laughs> it's on you know what? It's on Jesse for endorsing it because uh I I just I caved to peer pressure uh-huh. really okay. badly. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, I'm the kid that all the uh PSAs we watched in grade eight were aimed at. <laughs> Don't be affected by beer pressure kids <laughs> Yeah, smoking's bad Thank you video Hey Steve, let's go try smoking Well, I mean My friend said <laughs> to so.
2: I have grown up with him Hey, uh, so I want to read you guys the best Best lockout tweet I have Or lockout Oh my god, wow yeah, what <laughs> is going on? Not There are
1: no good lockout tweets Trade deadline Actually, tweet not There's lockout exactly tweet. one The lockout is over
2: That was a good tweet. Uh, No, the uh, the trade deadline tweet that has been my favorite thus far, and it comes from a real account. What? Yeah, not Bob McKenzie.
1: Or (laughs) I got a text last night from someone going, "Wow, this is a lot of pressure," and they thought they were being followed by Elliot Friedman, and they (laughs) they they quickly realized it wasn't wasn't Friedman. Ah, Is it Sherban?
2: Is it back from Jerbeck the G- was traded.
1: Yeah. That, oh, we knew that. We ah, knew that. Damn it. Oh. <laughs> For a fifth, right into my veins. First of all, the correct term is we have a trade to announce, and you gotta True. say it like Gary Bennett. No,
0: what was our? And you gotta um, get booed. What was our poop thing we did last time? We had a fart button.
2: <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? It was I like
0: don't... we had we had we had, we had yeah. named an episode "ding." I'm pretty sure. Okay. Because everything kept happening, and I was like, "We're gonna ring a." a bell, and then we made some joke about how the bell would be like a fart, it just every time. we <laughs> Just bell,
2: interrupted just like, by a fart? Yeah. I don't wow. remember yeah, doing that. I, remember I don't remember typing this let's conversation. Let's do it anyway. There are, they, I, like I've said, every time we do like a get-together uh, with our listeners, people are like, hey, you know, when you were talking about, and I'm like, I have no idea what you're talking, I don't I don't remember. I don't
1: remember any of it. The episode Jesse's talking about could be from last week. It yeah. could be from last year. I don't know.
0: So on, uh, sorry, go on. On June 23rd, 2017, we had an episode called Ding.
1: Are you serious? Yes. I honestly, to God, thought that was two weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> no. was so no, a well, year and two weeks been, ago. That must have been
0: draft time? What, February? Wait. June wait, 23rd. June 23rd. <laughs> yeah, it would have been draft. That would have so been... This, deals were happening in Vegas. around the draft? Oh, maybe it was Vegas, trades
1: because, because it would have had
2: to, it would have been for sure like the Islanders trading you know half the team to protect people mm-hmm. and and like
1: wasn't Chris Johnson in studio with us?
2: No,
0: he was not. I mean, um, he we was, called Ali Monroe.
1: Oh, I remember that one. Okay, yeah. I remember that interview. Oh, that's right. We talked about all the Steelheads prospects and other OHL people. Yeah. Anyways, I remember that. This I is is a remember long
0: Point for nothing, but anyways,
1: <laughs> <laughs> there it is. Um. Silly season. There are silly things happening. Uh, what do we talk about first? Do we talk about that weird... Well, no. we had to talk about game? this tweet. Let me talk about this tweet. Oh, the tweet? It's my favorite right, tweet. Sorry. Of, and this comes from a real NHL insider, you I, guys. I was like, why are we flapping in the wind? Oh, wait. Adam threw to something, and we interrupted him again. I was told... It's what I do. I was told a club just
2: asked a certain player about waving uh, to go to a team on his no-trade list in the last 24 hours. The player turned down the request as is his negotiated right, and he only wants to go if it makes sense for his career.
1: Wow, and that is from (laughs) (laughs) @smartinsiderman. One more time. Okay, who
2: tweeted this? I was told, I'm not going to tell you. No? I was told a club just asked a certain player about waiving uh, to go to a team on his no-trade list in the last 24 hours. The player turned down the request, as is his negotiated right, and he only wants to go if it makes sense for his career. So he turned it down but might not turn it down. We don't have a player. We don't have a team. We don't have anything. I could tweet that same thing, and it came from who, Steve Dangle?
1: Well, this person, according to their Wikipedia, Brian Robert Lawton, Brian, Brian, Lawton, Brian Lawton, is an American <laughs> former Robert. professional ice hockey player, agent, and general manager.
2: Yes, he was. He also uh, works for the NHL Network.
1: Lawton played for the Minnesota North, blah, 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 blah. Uh and was the Tampa Bay Lightning General Manager. That guy I just, was the Lightning GM. I and he's at, tweeting stuff like a like a bot. It was like
2: So a guy turned down a no trade, but he might not, but it has to make sense. People no were, team, no player. Like it, it's it's <laughs> Why can't you reveal that? It's just words. (laughs) It's just words, man. But that's why I love Trade Deadline. It's wild. It's wild and crazy and and weird shit like that happens.
1: That's the interesting thing about sources and what uh, I really admire about um, insiders because they must have so many sources because I've gotten information on things before where I've gone, oh boy, I I could tweet this, set the world on fire. And then I'm like, okay, the second I tweet this, everyone's going to know who I spoke to. So, like, you need layers of yeah. information and layers of confirmation. You gotta wait and,
2: and wait and wait before even releasing, like, yeah. sources are telling me. And it has to be sources.
1: Yeah, so the impression I got there wasn't, uh, was the, not that he was BSing, it was that...
2: If he revealed anything, it, he'd blow up a source.
1: You'd just be like, oh, it's them.
2: <laughs> it, yeah. It's just that person. I mean, instantly, what came to mind was Rick, Rick Nash to Winnipeg. Uh, because they're in on him.
1: Why are you extrapolating on this nonsense? Yeah, <laughs> you shouldn't analyze You're this sweet
0: right. You're right.
1: So let's get back. <laughs> I've actually. read that Brian Lawton <laughs> said JVR to Winnipeg. Wait, no. Rick Nash to Winnipeg? Yeah. Both. They need help on the wings. The One of the best offenses in the league isn't good enough. They need
2: JVR and Rick Nash. <laughs> A couple notes. Andreas Johnson out of the Marlies lineup today. He's got so sh- that
1: he can play on the Leafs' wing because JVR got traded to Winnipeg. I read Brian Lawton said that.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Brian, insider man. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I, uh, Andreas Johns is out of the Marlies lineup because he's got like, uh, he's got an injury. There's like an oblique strain or some sort of thing. Which you know, I don't even know what that is. So wow. he's Yeah, people were just like, "Oh my God, he's he's gonna get traded." Not true. Uh, Leafs win against the Pan- Panthers last night, and I gotta ask, how are teams not calling about Roberto Luongo? If you need a goalie, I keep saying this, Roberto Luongo. He might retire in a couple years. That contracts off your books because he's got one of those illegal contracts. He sure does. But in the meantime,
0: Adam, 2022,
2: he signed. Till Roberto Luongo or Dustin Brown.
0: I don't think anybody wants but to. But how that. much is he making? 4.5. Yes. Now, what do we know about the cap next year? Uh, it's going up. When yeah. it goes up, he'll be 39, is what we know.
2: Right. But he, it'll go up to like 80 million. So he's, well, that's, that's that's a conservative projection that it goes up to 80 million next year. Mm-hmm. Are you telling me Roberto Luongo at 80, 4.5 for a guy that can play you? 40 games? 45
0: 40-year-old 40 man.
2: But he play he's still playing
1: great. Well, yeah. devil's devil's advocate. Uh, so I was watching like that game. What does it cost you? I was watching that game, and when a goalie is stealing the game from the Leafs, I feel like I'm usually aware of it and screaming about it. Uh, that did not strike me as Roberto Luongo almost stealing a game from the Leafs, or even as Freddie stealing a game from the Panthers. Mm-hmm. That was one of what I'll go ahead and call God's games, where he, God decided, no, there's going to be one goal tonight. You're lucky you're even getting that. <laughs> you, this should have gone to a shootout, young man. That That's that's how it felt. Marlow should have had a hat trick on his own. Yep. <laughs> Leo, Leo, not Leo had
2: it, should have a three-game goal, three game goal hit streak. The crossbar. <laughs>
1: Matthews hit the inside of the post. Like, come on! The Leafs should have... They're, they were inches from lighting Luongo up, getting him yanked. But did they? I suppose not, so, Adam.
2: There, so there you go. I suppose. Yeah. So just like Tim Tebow, why not have God's goalie on your team? When right? does Roberto I mean, if Luongo's God, baseball
1: dude. career start? <laughs> That's what I want to know. Luongo's also
0: only played <laughs> seventeen games.
2: Okay, so last year he not, played more, didn't he?
0: What are his he, numbers? He played forty last year. Yeah, so he's not a workhorse. Uh, he is. He does have a nine to nine. Hey. In his 17 games. And
2: he got injured this year. That was part of the reason why he hasn't played that
1: much. Which would make him look less appealing. Because Which would, co- you he would cost you zone. nothing. He'd cost you nothing. No, he'd cost and you four And then you'd throw him on LTIR. No, Like, I don't understand. <clears throat> well, And there was some weird thing about, like, if Shea Weber decides to retire early, there was some bizarre thing about the Preds. Have to pay a cap penalty or something like that, even though he's not on the Preds anymore. So, would like the Canucks be screwed or something like that? If well, that's Wanda not your concern. T- no, I, right? I, I guess not. out of your And even the I Canucks, not. the
2: Canucks probably wouldn't even know until it started happening.
1: Well, I mean, Adam, <laughs> they got defensive stalwart Eric Branson we'll get to pay. That, We'll get to that. We'll get to that. So,
2: the, uh, so here's here was the most interesting part of that game because honestly, parts of it were really boring. Uh... To me, it was after the game, given the trade deadline coming the question and and I was watching the press conference because I always run it on sports and afterwards, which I love is friggin gems. eh? This, this was great. So the question was about JVR scoring the goal. And he said, and I'm paraphrasing here. He's just one of those guys that can make that into a goal. Not all guys can do that to which the follow up was, how do you find going into the trade deadline? How do you find handling going into the trade deadline with JVR and an expiring deal? And Mike Babcock could have said, I don't think about it. That's yep. where he
1: could have gone with this. Yeah, well, it's not up to me. You know, it's up to management, and I'd like having them on my team, and I'll, I'll like having whoever they bring in on my team.
2: That's what I would have expected.
1: Yep. Here's what Mike Babcock said.
2: I don't think it's an easy decision. You always have this plan, but your plan can change. It depends on what people want. There are lots of times you are not planning on doing anything, and you end up doing something. Babcock continued on JVR. uh, We don't know what's available and what we could pursue either. I'm sure they do actually know what's available and what they could pursue. The way I look at it is, instead of worrying about that stuff, just keep playing good. Give ourselves the best opportunity with whatever is best for our team we will do.
1: What a... That was interesting. I'm trying to decide if that's a non... Answer that means something or a non-answer that means nothing. Because I don't know, the first part of that sounds an awful lot like JVR is getting traded. Or they've talked about it seriously. And then the back half is like hockey nonsense. Where it's just, yeah, well, you know, we go out there to win and we try to be good. Right. Which is <laughs> I it. mean,
2: that's really the only thing you can do when you got a guy on an expiring deal. But it sounds ah. like it was like a message like, We're open. We'll look at it. And they and they should be.
1: How do uh, you—I keep going back to what kind of an awful, awful message does it send to your team that is tied for fifth in the league, I think, if you trade your second leading goal scorer?
2: Depends on what comes back. Yeah.
1: I would love to know. I'd love Yeah, to know. I, I
2: don't think you're trading him for a package of seventh round picks like it's it's no. and I don't think that sends an awful message. Honestly, Depends. If we listen, let's rewind Depends. a little bit to Chris Johnson when he was in here. And one of the last questions I asked him, which I really meant for to be one of the first questions, was he talked about the new leadership on the Leafs. Right. Mm-hmm. Frederick Anderson, Morgan Riley, Austin Matthews. They all went on vacation together at the end of January when they were in their bye week. Um, and when Freddie called the team out, he said, we got to see who's invested here. Yeah. And what I wanted to ask Chris about, because he he mentioned this.
1: And JVR was doing really poorly at the time. He was. <laughs> Worth a- mentioning.
2: And he extrapolated on it a little bit. And you should go back and listen to his full answer because there's no way I'm going to do it justice because I remember nothing. But the, <laughs> the 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 crux of the argument here is that those guys are from the previous regime new where old. they lost a lot and they take they deal with losing in a different way than these new young guys who are not used to it. And the new young guys, at least, and again, this is what I'm getting from the opinion of Chris Johnston. He was very careful with his words. Yes. Is that there is a changing of the guard afoot. And maybe, maybe this sends a message like, okay, guys, this is your team now.
1: That's a hell of a way to say it. Hell of a way to say it. I just, I just don't know how... A, you get enough for JVR, but maybe well, it's I, not. I guess it's it's.
2: You don't get yeah. enough. It depends on what you get, but it, it, if it gets you that right-handed defenseman because you're going to have to give up something plus JVR to get that.
1: But who's going to be willing to give up a right-handed defenseman of consequence for a winger
2: or a prospect or whatever? The oh. point is, well, yeah, the point is, like like to me, if you're gonna if you're gonna throw high uh, like a, a hypo, um, a, uh, uh, I a I don't want to say hypothesis. It's not what I'm looking for. Hypothetical. Right. Hypothetical. That's it. You're throwing out a hypothetical here. What are the hypos? Look at one of the Hippo. four or five teams that are in on Rick Nash. You got Dallas, Winnipeg, Nashville, and I believe who else do I have? I'm gonna. We'll get to Rick Nash by the way. Who's but, the other
1: hypoallergenic team? Yeah.
2: Nashville, Columbus, Winnipeg, Dallas, Boston. Those are the. Those are the five front runners. Five front runners. <laughs> bunch of <laughs> The, bunch the of. fist of teams. <laughs> the closed fist of teams punching the door down to get Rick Nash to out of freedom. <laughs>
1: <laughs> twirling, twirling, okay, anyway, what are you getting at?
2: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> There's gonna be four teams that lose out, America! There's gonna be four teams that lose out on him. I Maybe, uh, maybe, you know, maybe you're a general manager that knows, maybe, okay, so let's say I'm, I'm Jim Nell, and you're David Paul and I know you've got more to give to get Rick Nash, and more on the line to get Rick Nash, and I know you're pretty much gonna get him. If I get a call from Lou Lamarillo that says, what can you hook me up with? For James Van Riemsdyk. Whoa! Oh.
1: I okay. and let's say
2: those those things are Winnipeg. Does JVR have a no trade? I don't think so.
1: He does partial. Mm-hmm.
2: Partial. partial. Okay.
1: That's been the interesting thing I was reading about this morning in Thirty One Thoughts mm-hmm. is like a guy like Mike Hoffman said no. Mm-hmm. Like it came and they it, still explored it. They still explored it, but like Friedman made a great point. What's wrong with Mike Hoffman? Yeah. The Jets I'd are one play of the Jets. best teams in the league. Like, this isn't some team scraping by. You only get a certain amount of chances to win. Like, I, And, I mean, he didn't say this, but I'm going to go ahead and say it. You were a goal away from the Stanley Cup final. You should know that more than anyone. Uh, and wasn't he in the Stanley Cup final with the Rangers? Mm-hmm.
0: I think
2: so.
1: And
0: uh, Freeman's other point was that Come on! Winnipeg, because they score so much, they'll set you up so well for July. For your, when you your contract! Come on! Somebody will look at your numbers and be like, wow, the back out of the season, you played really well.
2: And look at that playoff <laughs> yeah. run. How many contracts yeah. are signed? How many dumb contracts are signed because of a guy having a good 10 games in yep. the playoffs?
1: Oh, it's cold in Winnipeg. Well, you go ahead and get the nicest condo, the <sighs> nicest, warmest condo, Five million dollars a year will buy you. And and
2: yeah. you know what's interesting in Winnipeg is that they have heaters, uh, yeah. and real and real estate's cheaper, so you can actually buy a big heated con- condo and also, block the heat you out. You my to basement there. just
0: you used to 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 live there for, the, there for the, three months in the, spring, yeah. in the spring. In the spring, well, he's got an extra traveling. year.
1: He's got an extra oh, year. Left. Oh God, forbid! <laughs> my basement just flooded. You know what I wish it was here? Cold. <laughs> <laughs> I wish it was cold right now. I wish it was below freezing.
2: So my question is. You know, what is Winnipeg willing to give up for Rick Nash, especially considering he has also put them on his no trade list, but is considering opening that up? He's considering waiving that for them. If if I am Toronto, I'm going, hey, what's the uh, what's the deal looking like? So, but why wouldn't you? That's good negotiating. And even if you hang on to JVR, that's what you do.
0: The only thing is that I wouldn't want futures. Like, I don't want a whole bunch of 2019 draft picks for JVR. I I want a shot to win this year.
1: Now. And I don't know
0: if a team who needs JVR can give up something that would help the Leafs now.
1: Picks don't do much for me. No. If there's
0: something where we can win now and trade JVR, then you do it.
1: You know who I
2: would have loved is a Samuel Girard. That's a guy that, you know, obviously, (laughs) he was traded for Matt Duchesne. So, but if you can find somebody... In that realm, right, and and I'm not saying that JVR alone would get that deal done, but if you could find a guy who is literally, uh, we haven't found room for him in our lineup, but he's for sure ready, and by next year he's going to be a starter. But but you know, Gerard's playing all the time and in, and in, in with the Avalanche and has been playing well. Mm-hmm. If you could find that type of guy in any of those systems, there's five teams there. Winnipeg's a great drafting team, especially Winnipeg. Um, Columbus has got some depth. You know, what do you look at?
0: Mm-hmm. But you look at where did Gerard go? He went to Colorado. The right. last place team from last year. Right. We're not and they were third in the conference. But I would argue Gerard, Gerard would be in our lineup. He, but he he's it's good it's enough. His replacement level over worth trading JVR. So yeah.
1: sorry, here's a good what, question. I, here's a good what question. I just found. Um you know it's a deal that looks appealing. I mean, you're not going to get this kind of package Carlson. but it is the That's appealing. It is the yeah, for sure. But This is a team that sold last year, still did okay in the playoffs, and they got the flavor of of trade package that I would like. How are you going? Kevin Shattenkirk and Phoenix Copley go to Washington in exchange for Zach Sanford, Brad Malone, a 2017 first, and a 2019 conditional second. Now, I don't know much about Brad Malone. Uh, Focus on Sanford. Yeah, he's mostly a minor leaguer, but yeah, Sanford is a former second round pick and it looked like he was on the verge of kind of playing in the NHL and having an impact. It looks like he's had a really bad season. Has he been injured? I don't know, man. He must have been injured, but but at the time, that's exactly the sort of deal I would have liked because I think he went straight into the Blues lineup, but a younger guy. So like who's a defenseman who's like on the verge out there? Shit, I think Gerard was actually a really good suggestion.
2: That's what I would think. And, and the reason I think about that is, yes, we want to make a cup run this year. For sure. For sure we do. But let's not pretend that the Leafs don't have guys ready to graduate right now. Are they going to get 30 goals for you? Probably not. But they are players that probably could have been in the NHL from the start of this season. Kasperi Kapanen moves up. I'm talking about like Andreas Johnson, Carl Grunstrom, stuff like that. So you got that coming in the, in your pipeline. The other thing is this. And, and this, this, we'll just jump right into the trade talk thing. Sure. Eric Carlson is available. The only team with the cap space, and the pieces to probably get it done, and I don't know how Tampa has the cap space. They're going to have to throw another contract back, is Tampa Bay.
1: Yeah, they were talking about that on Hockey Central on the way in, and boy, it makes a lot of sense. I hadn't heard it put the way that Kiprios put it, which is if you get Carlson, You'll have this crazy window of still being the lightning, mm-hmm. but you got Carlson on this less than seven million bucks a year deal. Crazy! How crazy? How for the next year and a half? And also Kucherov. Yeah, you'll have two of what the top ten contracts in the league.
2: Two of the ten top ten players in the
1: league. Yeah, plus one well, more. But plus, well, you got one of the top ten wingers <coughs> for sure. One of the top ten defenders. Uh, You got Steven frickin' Stamkos. You you got Victor Hedman. You could argue he's a top 10 defender in the league. Mm -hmm. Vasilevsky. Vasilevsky, you could argue he is the goalie in the league. Like, that is, that's a team. Mm -hmm. That is a window. Now, the one thing Doug McLean, who was a former GM, or I guess is a former GM, uh, dug in about was, I need to get a roster player back. Uh, Vlad Nemestikov, I think, is a name that's been thrown out there a lot from the 31 Thoughts. You had someone else. Alex Kalorn.
2: Got a big contract. He's got like 11 goals this year. Probably needs a little more ice time. Good centerman. Mm -hmm. Uh, And if you're going to lose Broussard, Kalorn sure looks good.
1: Yeah, there's a couple reasons to get Broussard, right? Or Or, sorry, uh, Kalorn. Yeah. Uh, If you keep Broussard, then your center depth is Duchenne, Broussard, Kalorn. Pretty sweet. That's all right. Uh, If you get rid of Broussard, then, I mean, you got to ice a hockey team. Yes, exactly. Uh, Kalorn does have a no
0: trade clause. I don't know if it's a short-team list, but he does have that. Is it modified? Does it em- is no, it M? Em- no, it's just NTC.
2: Wow, how yeah. did he get that so, deal?
0: Yeah, there's That's a lot a of bad smelly no-trades out there, man. I would much rather take off. And he's also playing on the third line right now in Tampa, so he's expendable.
2: The problem with for, them,
0: yeah. Yeah, for them, yeah.
2: is that he's a restricted free agent at the end of the year. And so the, Ottawa might be worried about the money concerns there. Although I have to be honest with you. I don't know if Nemes... I think he happened to be just the guy playing with Kucherov and Stamkos. Not to diminish his talent, but I don't know. And I could be corrected on this. I don't know that Nemestikoff has ever been projected to be a first-line guy. He was a I
0: don't first
1: know if that's his role. Pick. Uh,
0: So you're thinking he's more like Connor Sheary, who gets Well, I don't know about Con- Con- uh, Connor Oh, Shea- I see what you he mean. He gets on a line with Crosby. And or Kunitz. Incredible. Or, you know...
2: Kunitz is an Olympian, Adam. Kunitz, how dare you? At t- who plays for Tampa Bay now? Oh, no, that's right. Uh, but you know, like I, like I wonder, I because I, here's the thing. The other, the other thing I've heard is that if you want to take Carlson, you also have to take Bobby Ryan's contract. Which,
0: <laughs> oh, that's right. Thing? Okay, <laughs> where did
1: that come from?
2: That's uh, several people, but Pierre LeBrun was one of the guys that said suggested right. that. Oh, I wow.
1: don't understand. Okay, first of all, a team. A winning team is going to be a team that's trying to acquire Eric Carlson. Therefore, they're probably smart. Therefore, they don't want Bobby frickin' Ryan. Yeah. Second of all, they don't have the space. Because odds space. are if they're a good
2: team. Two teams, from what I can see, that have the space. That really have the space. Montreal and San Jose.
1: Vegas. Vegas does. Yeah. Vegas. That was a that was a fun one. Uh, again, Hockey Central. Yeah. Um, uh, Jeff Merrick was suggesting Vegas should go for it. Kiprios is like, do you really think George McPhee is going to, in his first freaking year, you know, get rid of all these assets he just acquired? And Jeff goes, well, what makes you think it's George McPhee making that decision? It's Probably the brand new owner, Bill Foley, going, going why not? Let it ride. We have a chance to make history. It's Vegas, baby. <laughs> Vegas, baby. Yeah, yeah. I got sitting at the table with the hot hand. Um, I, I don't understand that. But also, from Ottawa's perspective, you have... The biggest bargaining chip ever, ever, ever. And this is the height of his value. And this is the height of his value, and you're going to dampen it with Bobby Ryan. Now, (laughs) it's worth more to Ottawa because you get all that money off the books. It's a super tough situation. I'm not going to scold them uh, because there's two schools of thought here. One is getting that money off the books is worth, you know, several first-round picks to them because that's just their reality. But the reality is also that they're a hockey team. and at some point, you got to make the decisions that are best for your hockey team. Um, then comes the argument, well, the decisions that are best for the Ottawa Senators are they got to save money. Like this is brutal. This' is brutal. How do you have the biggest bargaining chip of the last? God knows how many years and you squander it? Because of a bad contract? Well, and
2: that's, that's, here's, that's the Come other on. thing. I think we've got, and when we talk about good brands, and I want to, I really want to touch on this. I think this is really important. We, in, we are used to the cap going up, like, a million and a half dollars. The cap is going up at least five million. We're going to 80 million, guys. It sounds like. It might be more. And that's the thing, is that, the, and there, the money coming in from Vegas, the money coming in from Seattle, the money coming in from... The huge deal up here for, for sports rights, the fact that the league is far more profitable than it has ever been. Yeah, This cap is going up. So Bobby Ryan's contract, do you really want to tie Bobby Ryan's contract to an Eric Carlson deal? When that contract, the impact on your cap is going to diminish year by year by year. It's
1: not a cap problem for the Sens. I, I know it's that. It's an but actual money problem. For sure. That's but, are you t-
2: but that's the point. The rest of the team is going to be young kids. What? If 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 Carlson is your is the guy, if Carlson is the Eric Lindros, right? Right. Because I feel like the right trade and the Ottawa Senators in a couple years could be an enormous force just because of this Eric Eric Carlson trade. Like mm. the team giving them whatever they get They're could help get win Peter them the Forsberg. cup. but you know, what, but you know what I mean, right? Like there's a there's a chance here that they could they could bring in such a haul of assets that it would turn the franchise around in the next 24 months.
1: You could. Bring in assets with all the cap space you get from getting rid of Bobby Ryan. There's a, Adam. I would never do this. <laughs> I'm just I trying just to throw all the. I'm trying to point, get into old assets. Lake
2: Eugene's. Get on the <laughs> brain. For, forget salary cut. Do that in the summer. Work out a deal where you can split Bobby Ryan's salary, and he can go play somewhere else in the summertime.
1: This is the problem. No one wants him, so they're using their best bargaining chip to get rid of their worst.
2: That is a terrible idea.
1: I think it is too. I don't know. What do you think, Jesse? What if it's your only chance to get rid of Bobby Ryan?
2: This is what I'm saying. Bertie. Then, then I, then mm-hmm. I still hang on to Bobby Ryan and grab as many picks and prospects as I can. It's but tough. then,
0: yeah, it's because it's not like they're working under the cap. They're working under their own cap. Yeah. I, I keep going back to what. Tyler but they're not going to go out and sign FNF any trade. free
2: agents, guys. Hmm? They're not going out and signing if they any. They have an
0: extra seven point two million. They might.
1: <sighs> There's two guys right there. I do not envy the Ottawa centers or there are other, I mean, look what the Kings did with Dustin Brown. I mean, when you're smart smart and you bring in the right people, um, he was not making the lineup
2: last year. That guy,
1: that was one of the worst contracts in the league when the season began. And now, I mean, it's still not awesome, but at very least he looks like a current NHL player. Um, Can you do that with Bobby Ryan? And Dude, if you I can, can, I mean, still the Sens reality is they have no frickin' money. Ugh. Then well, and then they're you're... in a bad, bad, bad spot. Ooh, one suggestion I saw, I want to say it was from Acton O'Fooleman on Twitter is what if the Sens could work out a deal to send Carlson to Colorado and part of the package they get in return is their own first round pickback.
0: Oh, dumb. That's really dumb. It's interesting to me, <laughs> yeah. no, It's, it's interesting.
1: That's, I think it's interesting. No. Watch it happen. No, the why, second, would, why it's Colorado? I, <laughs> I mean, that's
2: funny, but like, come on. <laughs> oh, I don't
1: think they would do it. <laughs> no, Tampa. But listen, here's the deal: Barry would have to come back. Again. Here's
2: and, and I'm gonna I'm gonna bring it back to the lease for a second, just because it's it involves two other teams. Okay, so you're the Toronto Maple Leafs, and you're looking at this division, and you, and, and I think the Toronto Maple Leafs have a legitimate shot, but do I think? Boston and Tampa in the first two rounds present a pretty huge problem for them. Yeah. And here's the thing. Think about if these two deals go through. Eric Carlson to Tampa, as has been rumored, mostly rumored, and Ryan McDonough. To Boston, which has also been rumored. By yeah. the way, they just completed a trade for Nick Holden, right. uh, which is which to me I think benefits the Leafs. I think that's great. Let's take let's bring on Boston. I uh, yeah. New, New York Rangers fans were like, "Yes, I never have to watch and give away the puck again," um, which I love. But I like that's the the if those two got if those two teams and what what if Boston ends up with Rick Nash and Ryan McDonough, is this the year? When you can sell on JVR and next year come back with oh I got a right-handed defensive prospect who was right on the cusp anyway and we gave him some time in the playoffs and he learned a little bit and then next year I got I got a I'm, I'm better team and more ca-. like like it, to me it makes sense it makes sense that if that if they do end up moving him depending upon the the, the comeback if they can get that prospect
1: I'm in I'm in there's so much ooh It's a little bit of breaking news, sort of. Okay. Alain Vigneault adds that Chris Kreider has been cleared medically but will not travel with the team to Montreal. Said he could play Friday or Sunday. Alain Vigneault also adds uh, Shattenkirk. McDonough and Pavlik have all been skating. So that actually connects right to what you were talking about. The Rangers, who are announced sellers, uh, are getting some potential sellable assets back. I'm just saying. Big, big. So I thought Kreider was off the table. I thought he was done for the season. Imagine some team goes out and gets him. You know what sucks,
2: by what? the way? Because Grabner got injured around this time when he was with the Leafs, we got nothing for him. Um, now he No, that wh- was Parento. Oh, Parento. We did trade Grabner. No, we didn't. We didn't. He just sucked. Oh, okay. <laughs> it was well, unbelievable. He so, had two back to back great seasons, son so, of a gun. So now he's worth. Are you ready for this? Oh, I hope don't. you're sitting down.
1: Oh. A second rounder plus. Damn it. Damn it. Damn it. Isn't damn that it. nuts? And damn they it. wanted to re-sign him. I know that. He was that. a cap dump. He was a cap dump to the Leafs. And
2: they, well, they, they've said afterwards, though, they're like, we would have totally re-signed him. We just didn't know where he would fit in.
1: Oh, Babcock would have loved him.
2: Ah! I think he did love him. And in that, so anyway, I, I um, and as we said, Eric, Eric Carlson asking for ice astronomical, of course. Um, one thing I do want to talk about is there's a couple of interesting things. We got to talk about Eric fair and we got to talk about Eric good Branson. So we'll start with Eric fair. And I think there's more to the Eric fair trade, which is literally the least important thing that happened <laughs> yesterday. Like, like, let's be honest NHL wise, but it's interesting from a Leafs fan perspective because according to cap friendly. The Leafs were uh, if the, this is before the trade happened, if the Leafs were to trade Eric Fair, whose contract is currently buried in the miners, it would further reduce their LTIR spending by nine hundred and seventy five thousand dollars. And as a result, increase their accessible salary pool uh, to almost six point five million ahead of Monday's trade deadline space. So you you went from five point seven to six point five. And that doesn't sound like a huge difference. but That's a huge difference.
1: Yeah, this is one of those things that I've had explained to me over and over again. I don't understand how, like, you're just allowed to spend over the cap, but like you need to spend up to the cap. Yes, in order to spend over the cap. Like, I I don't think they wanted to sign Roman Polak to the money they signed it uh, signed him to. It's just that was the dollar amount that made sense to get them as close to the cap as possible, and like. His number was almost identical to Fair's buried number, and what the hell? I don't understand it. Mm-hmm. So this is good, is what you're telling me? Yeah, it's a good, good move, and math. they've got 48
2: now, 48 contracts.
1: Yeah, that's pretty big, man. In the last week, the Leafs have uh, freed up two roster spots and got a, a confirmed pick back for both of them. The word is
2: too no the, conditional. The the the, po- the idea here is they don't want to go back to 50 contracts. They're not. They don't like, the Leafs, of anything, like flexibility. Yeah. Uh, and so they don't, they're, the goal, like, it, I, you shouldn't expect that they come in and go, well, that means they're going to get two players. That's not what that means. Luke this, Glenn Denning. This is them getting rid of guys that didn't have a spot in the lineup that they could get rid of for something. A fourth and a seventh.
1: It's unbelievable you were able to get anything for fair. And that means... wasn't
2: even in your organization. But that might mean that they stand pat from here on out, right? Like, you have to understand, too, as much as we just talked about JVR for half an hour, it's kind of one of those things that they're not... No team wants to be at the 50 contract limit.
1: God, I have a hard time believing they're going to stand pat. They're fidgeting. They are. They are. They're fidgeting. Let's talk about Eric good
2: contracts and...
0: <laughs> yeah, random trivia. Oh, let's hear. Name it. the only team in the NHL currently at fifty contracts.
2: Hmm. hmm, that's a
0: good question. I'm gonna say Detroit. It's gotta know. be Detroit. Okay, incorrect. Ah, the correct answer is the Arizona Coyotes.
1: Whoa, you're
0: kidding. Yes, there you go. That would have been my second choice, actually.
2: I know I'm saying that. I'm saying oh. that afterwards,
0: but I'm I, that really actually All would God. have been. Final trivia question. Name the two teams. Who have the least amount of contracts at 41. Ottawa? Uh
1: no, I'm gonna say Florida and Colorado.
0: Adam?
2: No. Ottawa and Vegas.
1: Oh Vegas. Florida. Hey. Ah.
2: And
0: Dallas. Oh, really? Dallas.
1: Yeah. I wouldn't have thought that. I just know in the summer, I saw uh Florida and who was the other team I said I forgot. Colorado. They were hovering around, like I'm just looking at them, going, "Are they going to ice a team?" Like they yeah. didn't look like they had enough. True, but uh, I mean, they—I don't know—they always get there.
2: So Eric and Branson, three-year extension in Vancouver. Yeah, but four million bucks a season. Yeah, but and there was two reactions on Canucks Twitter, which there always is. There was the small group of people who said this is terrible, and then there was a big group of people that said that's great, heart and grit in Canada.
1: At, look, I've met Erica Branson. He seems like a nice man. A good Branson? He seems like a, a great Branson, Adam. <laughs> Wonderful <laughs> Branson. <laughs> One of the best Bransons I've ever met. A handsome Branson. <laughs> Got a good mustache, He's Branson. He's very Branson. There you go. <laughs> He's good Bransom. <laughs> but uh, $4 million bucks is nuts. Would you say the
2: Canucks paid a... Bramson Branson, Branson, Ram, oh, Branson. Oh, a king's Branson. Branson.
1: Yes. <laughs> sorry, Jesse. Terrible. If you feel like quitting the show right now, you can. Oh
0: my, what is, this is that great. <laughs> <laughs> I'm
1: sorry. <laughs> sorry, man. Not impressed uh, today. Jv Star. Uh, that so this was a lot better. <laughs>
0: we should we should have left it there.
1: What? Fine. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, you should censor every time we make a good Branson joke and just throw in Jv Star. <laughs> Oh, just JV star over. <laughs> yeah, would you say he's a JV star? <laughs> um, that's insane. It's I can't believe he got he would have not never, He never would have got that in free agency. There's no way. I don't know, man. Look at Allsner. Look at
2: Girardi. Yeah, but Allsner, that was a bad deal, and everybody knew it. Happened. Except for Olsner. that's happened. great for him.
1: Yeah, happened. You know, just because everyone knows it's a bad deal doesn't mean it doesn't get signed almost every time. This is the NHL, baby. So it's uh, it's a crazy place.
2: Tyler Dello brought up a really good point, and he said, Brands if if uh, I forget who he used as an example, but he used somebody as an example and said, like, if if this person is worth a, a third, and I think it was Nick Holden. Okay, he said, if would Goodbranson at least not be worth a second? And he said, so if you think he'd be worth more, yeah. So if you're if you're you're resigning this guy and stopping yourself from drafting. And then here's the other puzzling part, which came out on uh, Hockey Night in Canada this past weekend. They want to add a big tough
1: forward. You're talking about Jim Benning, who, you know, he looked like he was redeeming him, redeeming himself for a while. But he was part of the management group in Boston that traded Tyler Sagan because they thought he was uh, too cantankerous of a young whippersnapper. They're like, well, you might turn out to be a star, but does he fit in with our culture? Have you seen that like notorious video of the? He was in the room, man. He was in the room, and you know, to good Branson's credit, teams look for certain things. Mm-hmm. It helps that he's big, has a long stick, a Chara-like long stick. Did you read that freaking quote? No, uh, I didn't read that part. Benning was like Benning tempered tempered his own comparison, but he did partially compare him to Chara. Are, 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 are Pete, Charlie, and Jim Benning just trying to rebuild the Boston Bruins that they built? Uh, dude, the 2011 Boston Bruins, seven years later, are still ruining teams. The Canucks, still ruining the Canucks. Everyone, <laughs> they, they've been teams have been trying to recreate the 2011 Boston Bruins for seven years now. None of them have succeeded. Not one! Maybe stop doing it! Maybe quit it! Maybe the game's changed. They're, yeah, but no, it's only been seven years. <laughs> <laughs> That's, people
2: think 2011 was yesterday. It wasn't. It was a long time ago. Also, hey, Goodbranson... You'd already be in grade
1: one if you were born in 2011. Goodbranson... First of all, that hurt my feelings. Second of all, good Grade two, maybe. ...is, uh, 26. He's still developing. Did you read those ones? <laughs> so I got another <laughs> people one. People are nuts! People are crazy! Like, okay... But no, to Branson's credit, he's big. He's uh, got the long stick, whatever. He's not putting up points. He's not doing a lot of the on-ice things you want a player to do. He's not a superstar. But he knows that teams, including the one that he currently plays for, put crazy super-duper value on being a good pro and a great leader in the room. By all accounts, he's that. Some guys, look, hey, some put, guys don't have the easiest time being a good person or being a good leader. You hear it all the time. So-and-so's a dick. Hey, so-and-so puts up a lot of points, but he's a dick. Wasn't Do that we about, really want him on our team?
2: Wasn't that what they said about Rajilov? The the you know, the two times he's parachuted Radulov. in and then
1: left. How about Segan? How about Taylor Hall? How about uh, This guy, that guy, the other guy. We've heard, uh, you know, Evander Kane and Jack Eichel and, you know, this guy. It doesn't even have to be, uh, you know, they're a bad person. It can just be they're difficult to deal with. And, uh, you know, I think there's a reason P.A. Parenteau, despite being a decent player, is not in the NHL anymore. I mean, how many bridges could you possibly burn? Could Branson has, it sounds like, watch something come out, I don't know, but it sounds like... He has put himself in a position to make a lot of money by being a good guy. Uh, I wouldn't pay him $4 million bucks to be that good guy. Some people would, and he knew that. Good for him. Okay, I have a question. Could oh. have stomped around Vancouver being an asshole. It does sound like you did.
2: After Jesse's question, I have a quote. Okay. We'll add to your Bim Jenning quotes. In defense of Erica Branson,
0: what position do you expect to
1: uh, what role on the team? A big abusive uh, defenseman. He, uh, second I pairing? Mean, honest? No,
0: I think he's a third pairing guy.
1: Third pairing penalty killer
0: Polak. Is that where they're going to play him though? Or Are they going to give him second line minutes? or second pairing <sighs> minutes? They might have to.
1: I assume they're going to give him second line minutes because you don't put a th- uh, you don't give a, you don't give four million dollars to a third pairing defenseman. Okay, so let's assume he's your second pairing defenseman. They're putting him in a position to fail too. This is going to hurt his career in the long run, I so think. But. he's on...
0: He'll have $12 million. I don't think he'll
1: He'll care. have $12 million, but maybe he's he could have made more.
2: Just so you know, he is their first pairing defenseman because Tanev is out. Yes.
1: yes oh, whoa. Yes. Oh.
2: So, he's a second pairing guy.
1: Insane.
0: So, let's assume he's playing on the second pair. His money is fair for a second pairing defenseman. Um, and then you... Give him that little raise because he is good in the locker room and he's a good culture
1: guy. Ah, the old Tyler Bozak defense. Because when he signed his deal, a lot of people thought he was overpaid right away. And then I'm, I'm looking at it going, okay, it's not all based on production. Like, you can't just give him, what, a million and a half and then be like, also, you're our first line center. Mm-hmm. Every night he's going out there. he's facing the toughest competition. Uh, yes, he gets to play with JVR and Kessel, but that is the guy you're trusting to go in there and play with JVR and Kessel. Uh, yeah, so I guess in, when it comes so, to ice time, he is he is uh, appropriately paid, but that is a misuse of funds. <laughs> But that if you're
0: if you're the if you're the Canucks and you're slotting him into that role, you can't be like, hey, we're gonna put you in this position, but we're not gonna pay you like that. We're gonna get we're gonna make you manager, but we're gonna pl- pay you like you're busting the tables. Like that's not how it works.
2: Well, well, it, it, the... it is if you stand your ground in negotiations. Well, you say you, this is what you at an NHL level because a lot of them they use comparable NHL comparables, right? Mm-hmm. So when they say, listen, your 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 li- your numbers are this, your underlying numbers are this, like your advanced numbers are this. This is what we see. As your value as a player. Whatever role they play him in doesn't matter. It's oh. it's we see you as a good guy, and we see you as, as contributing these numbers, and that's it. At <laughs> least that's how I would handle it. But I'm sure, Jesse, you're right. I think that's exactly how they handled that negotiation, how they
1: came up with that number. Here's what I'm trying to figure out. Oh, my God. I don't get this. Okay. In his rookie season with uh, the Panthers, 72 games, career high, by the way, 72 games. Missing 10 games is the m- most he's ever played. Uh two goals, six bad. assists, eight points. Oh, a tough sport. I know. I know we're just going <laughs> on points here, but but bear with me here. 32 games in the lockout shortened season. So he missed what's that, 16 games out of 48? Mm-hmm. Four assists. Uh 2013, 14, 65 games. 14, 15, 76. I was wrong. So it was career high 76. So that's a pretty healthy season. Two years ago with Florida, 64. Last year with the Canucks, 30. This year with the Canucks, just 42 so far. So his career high is 13 points. He's reached 70 games twice. If you prorate it for the lockout shortened season, no, he wouldn't have reached 70 games that season either. So this guy gets injured a lot, doesn't score, doesn't get assists. Doesn't look like he moves the puck based on that. What? What? What made you? Where did you come up with four? Well,
2: what did what did his camp start with? That's what I'd like to know. Who's okay, well,
1: he's comparable million. in the league. That makes four million dollars. I think who was it that said negotiation? You, Adam? What? What do you mean? There's got to be something... You got to negotiate a little better. Like you got to name your price, and if he doesn't come under that price, you got to you got to walk away. Because that, where did you get four from? It certainly wasn't anyone else in the league. And
2: here's the thing: they knew he didn't want to go to free agency. They knew that. Also, so you have that's a
1: negotiation I piece. Don't, I don't remember where I read this from, but he had them a little bit by the Nards because that, uh, Branson from a can deal with Florida that was met with a lot of anger when it happened you let gabranson walk you're admitting failure right away but if you get a second rounder that's not failure it's a it's a terrible deal terrible deal the question here for who a person who is probably the sweetest darling but so shit that guy should not make 4 million bucks in the wow.
2: context of the next few seasons though when the cap does rise precipitously compared to what we've seen before Four million dollars. Word. Four million dollars may not hurt you as bad as it feels like it would in the past. So I'm listen. I I understand. I don't like the deal either, because to me, Erica Branson, like I mean, it was just Justin Bourne who tweeted at me and said, "I'm not sure that he's better than Roman Polak."
1: No, and that was another thing where I was looking around the league, going, "Well, he's similar to Roman Polak. I'd take him." as like, I guess, an upgrade if you can get him for cheap. A, it sounds like it wasn't going to be cheap. B, it sounds like it wouldn't even be an upgrade on a guy who broke his leg last year! Yeah. Okay, Leafs fans, listening right now, I know there's a lot of you. Think of how much you don't like Roman Polak. Imagine every night icing a player worse. (laughs) We have. We did. For many years on the Leafs. (laughs) No, but on this team. Oh, on this team. Oh, believe, oh, the entire roster, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> Almost exclusively players who were worse. That's absolutely mind-blowing to me. I, I don't get it. I don't get where the number four came from. I just don't Again, get it. Again,
2: no. I don't know that this hurts them as badly as it maybe would have two years ago.
1: What was Jim Benning's quote?
2: Oh, I got to read this. This yeah, is sorry. great. So this was sent to me. Uh, Gupree, thanks for linking this to me, buddy. Um, it says, uh, uh, Jim Benning's answer... When asked if Eric Branson's underlying data is a concern to him at all. No, because I think we need like some pushback, some physicality on the back end. We have uh, we have to make it hard for, you know, playing teams that have good players that get to the net. Sometimes, you know, the data that uh, the things that don't show up on the data are important. And I think what Eric brings us is important. So that is the mentality. That's the mentality quote right there. Now, you know, that's why the deal was made. That's the mentality.
0: What he brings
2: us, and doesn't show up on the data. Does that win hockey games? We'll find out. I'm sure we'll find out if Erica Branson is lifting the cup next year or in the next three years. Then we're wrong. Okay. But it will be mostly Brock Besser that gets them there, I would think.
1: Brock Besser, how many goals? (laughs) How many goals would Brock Besser have to score? To have his name mentioned more than Goodbranson's.
0: A <laughs> hundred. That's a he'd good He'd have question. to break Gretzky's record. Yeah. yeah. He'd, he'd have to go 200 goals it's, I feel bad in for a him. Season. This has
1: been amazing. But even then, it would be like... It would be... The byline would be Besser scoring hundred, and it would be how Goodbranson is hockey's new McSorley. Yeah. Like, he's the new protector. <laughs> he's the new friggin'... I don't... I feel bad because it's hard to have this conversation without being insulting to Eric and Branson, who I've met, but that's lunacy. That's lunacy. Also, I'm so sick of the locker room thing. I get it. I get it. Okay. Uh, You need leaders in the room. You do. It's important. How juvenile are hockey players? Pretty Let's now, have that conversation. <laughs> like Jesus Murphy, what he brings to our team is so important. Every team is willing to to bend over backwards to bring this k- type of player in and grossly overpay them. Like, lead yourselves. Okay. For the love of God, like.
2: But that's uh, the difference, man. The Leafs did that in the Marlies. How many guys did they overpay? Colin Greening might be one of them. And no, no offense yep. to uh, Colin Greening, who's had a great year. Mm-hmm. Uh, who was it before? Was it? Uh, uh, they, they, there was a guy two years ago that they gave bonuses on to every player that graduated Justin from. Justin Johnson, th- yeah, and he was just a gym rat and he barely played. And I think
0: he played like eight games. And are we not throwing stones? Because don't we have our own Gabranson in our lineup? Oh, Matt dude. Martin.
1: I'm not saying
0: well, the Canucks the are silly for games. thinking
1: this way, and the Leafs are all knowing and smart. Every team does this, and it drives me a little bit nuts. Maybe that's maybe it, there is something in this. World. Well, I, also I, uh, to Roman <laughs> Polak's credit.
0: He makes less than $4 million. But mm-hmm. did we not give Matt Martin a four-year deal? It's, um, and, 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 a, and where's he? And, be a and, culture and guy? we hated
2: he? it from the from the time it was signed. We hated it, it from the time it was signed, and now he's out of the lineup. It
0: worked for a season and a half.
2: He's out of the lineup, and it's working better. It was <laughs> square peg round hole, I would say, for a season and a half. Mm. I don't think that, to be honest with you, like did Matt Martin, to you, ever look in place?
1: Uh, on a handful of nights. But he is had that, a two-assist night.
2: He sure did. You know that what Matt one, Martin that, looked? that one night
1: him and Marner. <laughs> Matt Martin looked strong. his best
2: when Brian Boyle and Kasperi Kapanen and were playing with
1: him. Uh yep. Period. End of story. No, he looked best on the Islanders.
2: Yeah. Maybe looked, we should <laughs> help him look better
1: again. <laughs>
2: so just throwing that out there. Um okay. So here's the here we gotta move on to uh uh oh I, I do want to mention.
1: And bless those folks. I don't know nothing about them, but you shouldn't be paid that kind of money.
2: Jim Banning Uh, wanting to add a big player who has physicality and still makes plays, which is just the most old hockey thing I've ever heard. Uh, Elliot Friedman said it could be something like a Nick Bukestad in Florida, Nemestikoff in Tampa, or Brock Nelson from the Islanders. Now, um,
1: it sounds like he wants to add Jake for (laughs) This guy's a nut. (laughs) He's not a nut. He's a nut. (laughs) He's not a nut. He's a little bit of a nut. Well,
0: Okay. Yes, Jesse. How soon (laughs) does Jim Bannon get fired? He's
1: just got extended. So, when is two Summer Olympics from now? (laughs) So, not the upcoming one, but the one after. Yeah, then. That's when he gets (laughs) fired. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay.
0: (laughs) I just don't know if he knows what he's doing. Um,
2: Nomestikov's name has been. Well, we have
1: six years to figure it out, Jesse. Hey, he's still developing.
2: He is still developing
1: for sure. Crazy! Um, what a just a crazy sport, man.
2: When you're out, when you're okay. out, and you're listening to the to the insiders, uh, wherever they are, um, talk about what it costs you to get a rental. What it's going to cost you to get um, someone like I don't know, Rick Nash, right?
1: Sorry, Adam. I just had to look it up. What? Jim Benning, former player. Yeah, for the Leafs yeah, to yeah. our to our conversation from uh, last show. Oh, I see what you're saying. Okay. Yeah. yeah, it always works. Former sixth overall pick of the Leafs in 1981. There you go. Ah, uh, and then he went he to the he Canucks. He went
0: below good Branson it was the fourth overall pick. Third, third overall. There you go. Third, he was Over- a third overall
1: pick yeah, And I, I want to say 2009. That makes sense. Ten, I that's think. that's how people were drafting Ten? back. Then. by Florida. That's right. That was the Taylor Tyler year. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, Adam. So, um. If you're
2: a general manager and you're and you're seeing what the cost of a rental is, a cost of like a Rick Nash.
1: So you want me to pretend to be a general manager? Be a, pretend to be a
2: general manager.
1: Adam, you seem like a good guy. Here's four million dollars.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Man, I would love for you to be a GM.
1: You have a big body. <laughs> Ten
2: million.
1: <laughs> I don't, though. That's the problem. So Jesse, I wanna... you seem like a good guy. Here's four million dollars. Oh, fuck. No, I don't have any money left. Yeah. How did this happen? Jesse's <laughs> Who could have predicted? Jesse's char like reach. <laughs> He's got a long stick. But what Jesse brings I- to the show can't be measured in data. Where did all your money go? I don't know. I don't know how I'm going to spend it. I think our show's still a contender, though. We're going to catch Skip one day. But you gave all these guys all this money no. because they were good at being good guys. Listen. Listen, seasoned seed holder, who I have to sheepishly look at the floor as I explain why we're <laughs> shitty again every year. <laughs> Sorry. Yes, Adam? First off, Patrick Maroon. One day you'll get
2: through this. Patrick Maroon is sitting out of Oilers practice this morning. <gasps> really? Now, one of the things that somebody said to me, or somebody said to me, pff, Something I read on Twitter. No one said it to me. Is that the? That's a deep. Guys, deep I bowl. I also said earlier that um. <laughs> here's my favorite lockout tweet. So I'm not on my game this morning, or this afternoon. It is the afternoon. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, is that not on my game this summer? Is that um, the the interesting thing about Patrick Maroon is that if he doesn't cost all that much, do the Leafs trade a JVR and pick a, pick up a guy like Pat Maroon? And not for each other. You trade JVR one place, you pick up Pat Maroon from the Oilers after.
1: See, okay. Now, let's say the Leafs pull that off. And Patrick Maroon ends up, you know, they they get a boatload of stuff for JVR. And they get Patrick Maroon for I can't wait for them to paddle that that
2: boatload of stuff over, by the way.
1: Boatload. Boatload. Just a boatload of stuff. Just Canoeing stuff.
2: over. <laughs> Canoeing up to Canada. So excited. Sorry, continue.
1: <laughs> I'm taking that $4 million back. <laughs> That's mine. You should That's be paying mine. me for my puns, sir. And uh, my illusions. You know what? Shit, here's what Carl Elsner got. Here's, <laughs> here's even more. Anyway, uh, I don't even remember what I was saying. You
2: were talking about boatload of stuff, JVR, Pat Maroon. JVR,
1: okay, so. I've, I've thought about this before. So you get a boatload of stuff for JVR. You pay less for Patrick Maroon. Patrick Maroon comes into your lineup and he does what you want him to do. He's big, he's abusive, and he can also hang out in front of the net and bang in some goals, uh, similar to JVR. And maybe he's a little better on the other side of the puck, too. So it roughly evens out. Roughly. I said roughly, everybody. Is Peter Shirelli and other GMs around the NHL, are they not perceptive enough to see that that's what the Leafs are doing? Hmm? Because if you are, if your plan is to get my guy for cheap and sell your guy for a lot. I got to know that you're making me look like a sucker here. I got to know that the perception of this, is it's not going to look good. Oilers fans are not going to appreciate me being had, especially at the Toronto Maple Leafs expense. Surely he's got to be perceptive. They're not going to appreciate it, but maybe they're used to it. Okay, well, we got apathy, so there we go. That's good. That's good. No, that doesn't... Like, Peter Shirelli. I mean, he's made questionable decisions, but he's got to know that that's what's going on, and it looks terribly, probably for a reason. If something looks bad, maybe it's because it's bad. Right? I don't know. Doesn't that seem... But
2: does it it look bad? Like, here's the thing. If it's the best you can get for Patrick Maroon, does it make sense to hang on to him?
1: No. Hey, you sound a lot like Lou Lamorella. <laughs> you, you think he's got his hand on his, on his shoulder right now? Peter <laughs> And it's two, it's two Pisons. <laughs> Peter Listen I'm Gonna make you an offer you can't refuse <laughs> There's mandolin music in the background
0: <laughs> Do we know what day Lou's daughter is getting married?
1: <laughs> on this, is the, the day, day of my, of my daughter's da- wedding the- no, see,
0: it's Hopefully Lou it's making 1st.
1: a request to Peter, though. Oh. So the godfather role is a little switched. Mm, so Lou, what can I do for you on this, the day of my death? <laughs> <laughs> I like how our reenactment of that scene is not the actual reenactment. It's the Simpsons reenactment.
0: <laughs> the Simpsons anything is the only correct reenactment of anything.
1: Exactly. There you go. You got it. I, I just... <laughs> Yeah, Adam. To your point, I mean that makes sense, but I just it it looks bad. No matter whether you do it or not, it looks bad. But I think.
0: Patrick Maroon looks like the perfect replacement for JVR.
1: He'd be a decent one.
0: Mm-hmm. For, he may not yeah. score as many goals, but he's yeah. also cheaper. I would
2: for the yeah, two months we so need upset. him. He looks like a. good And player. I don't even think he'd be a rental. I think he's on another year. Isn't no, he's he? a UFA. Oh, Is he?
0: Yeah, yeah. He's definitely a rental.
1: Here, let me look him up right now. I love having my computer in front of me. Such a luxury, Jesse. This is how you live? My goodness. Like, he's
2: on a on a bad team, has scored.
1: Hey, man, he had 27 goals last year. He's got 14 already this year, 30 points in 57 games. So where's JVR? Van What Reams. are you gritting your teeth at? His numbers before the last two seasons? Well,
0: well we he... only need him to perform for two months. Yeah, that's right? true. He's and been used
1: knew... in a completely different role. He's, were...
0: he's eight points back of what JVR's got.
2: JVR just has 25 goals. Everybody gets hung up on the goals amount. He has 13 assists. So, it's not like he's racking up massive points. There are some guys that score goals. They're finishers. And there are ones that don't. I don't know. Marlo. Man,
1: I, yeah. Marlo's kind of one of those guys. Of Although, goal, he sort of has suck. a
2: reputation as a, as a passer. As a setup guy. And yet, in the last two seasons especially.
1: Well, because I think in recent seasons, he's had to kind of evolve mm. a little bit. Right. Um... I think this is a good trade deadline. I don't know. You guys always make fun of me for being a pessimist, but I think I'm really optimistic, you know, this time of year. Because I'm always like every single deadline I'm like this could be a big one. <laughs> this could be a big deadline. Hey, mm-hmm. this summer could be the craziest we've seen in a long time. But I think uh, you know, I've said in the past teams sort of have trading in the salary cap era figured out. They've had over a year, uh, over a year, over a decade to figure it out. And they're willing to get creative. They're willing to do strange deals. Like, I mean, the Eric Fair deal that brought, or sorry, the deal that brought Eric Fair to Toronto from Pittsburgh. was Strange. That was a strange deal. Or uh, a three-way deal like the Duchesne one. Like maybe those make a comeback. Cause you know, all we keep talking about is no one can freaking afford anything. well, Get creative. They haven't been creative. Get creative. I think the Leafs have been very
2: creative. Sure, but I mean, like the, I don't think the rest of the league has. I think Arizona's some been teams. creative. Some teams have. Some teams haven't. And I think the ones that haven't have been burned by it.
1: Rangers have been somewhat creative. Um, I, th- I think this deadline will show some creativity, especially with like, you know, all's been quiet on the Patcheretti front. The we're already hearing Carlson is a, is astronomical in his own right, and then throwing Bobby Ryan in there is nuts. The Rick Nash possibility. The Leafs, as an, as a team, are one giant wild card. Andreas Johnson missed one, misses one practice. Oh my god, are the Leafs trading him for, you know, uh, someone big who they can use in the lineup? Are they going to get Glenn Denning? Are they going to get Patrick Maroon? Are they going to sell JVR? Are they going to sell Bozak? Are they going to sell Komarov? What? I don't even know what the Leafs' plan is. It might be nothing. I have no idea. It doesn't seem like nothing. They just freed up two roster spots for, mm-hmm. for what? No reason? For fun? Because they really wanted a fourth and a seventh? Maybe. Maybe. I mean, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Why not? I really wanted a fourth and a seventh.
2: Um, but what I was going to get to earlier was that, okay, so you know what the costs are for these, for these rental guys, right? They're very expensive. If you're already going to pay a first round pick plus, to me, it makes more sense to pay whatever, just that little bit more to pay for a guy who's got an extra year. Don't hmm. you think? Like, if, well, I don't think it's
1: a little bit extra. Do you? Because I, I don't. Well, what's a little bit?
2: Well, like if it's, okay, let's say it's a um, second. What's Rick Nash going to go for? First round pick and what?
1: Nah, I don't know about first round pick for Rick Nash, but maybe a. What's Ryan go McDonough going to go for? A second. Now nah, we're talking pick. first.
2: Because he's a defenseman. And good. And good.
1: Okay. And uh, what has he got? One more year, or two?
2: I don't know. Anyway, See, I feel a lot I, more I, I comfortable think, giving yeah. up a first round pick if I get another year out of that person. One more. Yeah, for McDonald. One more year. one more year. So if I get one more year, like
1: if I'm a, if you can I'm, justify that.
2: you can. See to me, a first round pick for a rental guy who might may or may not be gone or who I, you know and it may not be his choice. I, he may want to resign him I just don't have the money. To me, it's like, okay, what's the extra cost of getting a guy? That's going to be around for at least next season. That to me is worth a first round pick. Plus a Broussard. Uh, I know, uh, Tatar and Nyquist have been thrown in there. Ryan McDonough guys like that. That to me makes, I can, I could swallow the first round picks. We know what happens when you trade first round picks. You always get burned by it, but sometimes it's worth it. Sometimes it's going to burn you a How little bit. Often? very interesting and that's the thing is that that's why i have an issue with throwing first round picks at guys that are you know what i mean that are that are gone
0: i just don't know the last time leafs traded a
1: first round pick that it turned out well i don't think
0: when was the
2: last time they even traded one kessel
1: yeah i'd say that turned out pretty bad oh no they traded one for freddie Oh, They traded Pittsburgh's yeah. for Freddie, and then Anaheim drafted Sam freaking Steele with it, but the Leafs got I don't know, Freddie a Vesna candidate. Like, I, don't, I don't feel bad about that.
2: That simi that seems like a trade, an equal trade.
1: It's funny. So I was looking at the Leafs' pick situation and just going, hmm, I noticed a trend here. Uh, so they got all these Sharks picks. They got a Blues pick. Mm-hmm. They got a Ducks pick. So they just made a trade with the Sharks. Uh, A few days before they made a trade with the Blues. Uh Their last trade before that was Golden Knights. Ducks, Coyotes, Ducks, Blue Jackets, and then Ducks. But We're going back to 2016 here. They don't make a lot of trades. What I was going for was they seemed to like dealing exclusively with Western Conference trade partners. But then I looked at last year's trade deadline, and within a week or so of the trade deadline, Devils, Lightning, Penguins. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so whoops. Yeah, but those were all like like Steve Alesky and Victor Louvre and Sergei Kalinin and. They're big buy. They got Brian Boyle. Okay, I know. And it could have been Val Filipula
1: too. Yeah, Sergei Kalinin for Victor Louvre was not exactly a barn burner. Mm. But okay, fine. Then we get Pittsburgh and Tampa
2: and Frank Corrado for Eric Fair,
1: who they still use. He's hey, he's still in the Penguin system. Good for him. Hey, man, I don't, I do not, I I don't hate Frank Corrado. I just don't think he would be on this team. So I think it was a good deal. He's played five NHL games this year. That's a lot compared to last year. That's a it's lot. It's a lot.
2: For, yeah, for he
1: sure. actually just looking at it, he played two with the Leafs and two with the Penguins last year. He has surpassed his total from last season. There you go. Hey, uh, let's let's do one more story
2: here, and then we're going to do the press conference, okay? Let's do it. Okay, so the last story here is, and this is just sort of a yes or no question. Is this yes. Is this a coincidence? The Flames, you know, teams have their father's trip. Yes. The Flames have a mother's trip. Oh, that's Aww. nice. Isn't that cool? That's very nice. I think nice. that's great. I think they should do one for each. That's fantastic. You know, moms and dads, all part of it.
1: I've always wondered why they don't do that. I
2: think it's, I, I don't know. I have no idea. I don't have an answer for that. <laughs> I don't know. I don't you know. normally have an opinion. I don't. Um, so the Flames are doing a mom's trip, and interestingly, it's on the road. Jesse, if you know the answer, don't don't say it. Can you guess the location uh. of the Flames' mother's trip? Where are they going? Because the the dads for the Leafs got to go to New York. So where are the
1: Flames taking their their moms? Hmm. I would have said Toronto, had I known, or had I not already known they'd played here. Because I feel like half the flames are from the GTA. Yeah. Um, but that's not really a trip. Why would you? Oh, I'm gonna take my parents back to where, <laughs> where they <laughs> live. Uh,
2: to where they? I'm gonna fly you to Calgary and then fly you back
1: home. I'm gonna take my mom from Newmarket to the big city in in, in the winter. Hey, mom. <laughs> I got your tickets. Get on the go train
2: from Brampton. I see why you don't plan your own vacations. Yeah, there you
1: go. <laughs> I, I'm gonna say Vegas, baby.
0: Jesse. Okay, so my thinking of this is you wouldn't bring this up if it was like, hey, they're all going to Nashville. It going to be awesome. So it has to be somewhere shitty. <laughs> so I'm thinking with the recent news that they're bringing all of the moms to Winnipeg. Oh,
2: wow. 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 Winnipeg is not shitty. Okay. <laughs> Winnipeg's just cold. Um, uh, Steve. Why, now, you say why you say Winnipeg because of because of the
1: way I brought it up. Yeah, you wouldn't bring this up if it was
0: like, hey, they're all going to Nashville.
1: So why do you say Vegas? Uh, because it's a big tourist destination. There's lots of wholesome fun you can get up to in Vegas. Well, you nailed it. They are going to Las Vegas. Oh, yeah. Well, that's, yeah, that's now, easy. But what's
2: interesting about that, is, that. is, and I got to give Eric Francis for, uh, credit for asking this question. The, the article says they swear it was a coincidence. As in the Flames are
0: going no. to Vegas and their
1: moms going with them was yeah. a coincidence. Sure it was a coincidence. Just like Connor you McDavid's birthday in a week just off. Just
0: like the Leafs played there July, uh, January 1. Yeah. Like
1: yeah. No, coincidence. New Year's Eve. 31st, yeah. 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 Whatever,
0: coincidence. <laughs>
2: like, no. Yeah, it sound, sounds like it. <laughs> it sounds like they want to avoid the Vegas flu.
0: Hey, Have their moms around. <laughs> Good strategy, right? <sighs> I think it's brilliant. I think the moms are going to be too wasted to watch their <laughs> sons. That's the thing. is
2: it? You would think you'd behave around your mom, but once you become an adult, it's like, well, let's have some fun. It's my mom. Let's hang. Let's hang.
1: You can do it, honey! <laughs> mom, I'm, I'm one of the healthy scratches. I'm sitting right beside you. Still you. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, you still can. I still love you and you're handsome. <laughs> I think you're handsome. Look at how handsome he looks. Which handsome. one's mine? <laughs> It's just. Look at that boy, Johnny. No, I'm just picturing him all hammered. So cute. They all turn into Ryan White's dad. Have you ever seen that clip? No. It was like the Coyotes' father's trip, and he was holding out his jersey to someone who was heckling him in the stands, and then he gives him the finger. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Legendary. Legendary. Um, Let's do the press conference. The presser. S. D. P. I'm not sorry. Steve Dangle press conference.
0: Uh, Do you guys know the story of Elizabeth Swanee?
1: I don't think so. No, I don't think so. Swanee or Sweeney?
0: Sweeney? Swanee? I don't know. I don't know if I'm saying it right. It might be Swanee, might be Sweeney.
1: Uh-huh. I don't
0: know. Uh, She's a 33-year-old American who's currently uh, in the Olympics representing Hungary.
1: Mm. Mm
0: Mm-hmm. But the funny thing about Elizabeth is that she's just a regular ass person.
1: Oh, no, from, I've from, seen this from America. video. Oh, America.
0: no. It's the best. So to get into the Olympics, Swanee needed to finish within the top 30 at a few World Cup skiing events. After competing in half contests around the world, Swanee finally qualified in December. Now, she didn't qualify and finish in the top 30 by actually competing and finishing in the top 30, she went to events where there were less than 30 people, and occasionally, oh. sometimes people would get injured, and she'd be like 25 out of 30, or there would just be 15 competitors, so she would finish 15th. And she managed to qualify for the Olympics. So then, have you seen the video of her run? Yes, I have.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you need to look this up. It's it the is best.
0: really, <laughs>
2: really... She just basically skis the half pipe and does no tricks. I'm trying to
1: think of how many people I know who could do what she does already. Yeah. Anyone who can ski. Well, and didn't she qualify for
2: another country and then she decided to qualify for Hungary because her parents are from Hungary? Yes. Her grandparents are from Hungary.
0: Grandparents are for Hungary and according to because of Hungary's rules on, hey, we need to send an equal amount of men and women. And we want oh. a rep- this amount of representation that nobody was really qualifying. So she snuck in and she's That's like, I'm going to be one country, of those though. people. Is
2: it embarrassing? Or is it a normal person doing something pretty freaking brilliant, actually? <laughs> well, you know
1: what it is? I I don't think Caroline Cameron uh, tweeted this, but I saw her retweet it was every Olympic event should have just a regular person compete in it yeah. for, uh, what, what is it? Not context. Yeah, but for context. Just a, as a comparable. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there you go. Like, whoever finishes, like, whoever loses the bronze medal game or whatever <laughs> should have to face a beer league team <laughs> and just kill them.
2: The thing is, I, what I love about this is that she will always be able to say, I was an Olympic athlete.
1: I was an Olympic athlete. And she didn't, like, fall and wreck herself. This is her own Eddie the Eagle moment. I
2: don't know Hungry, their, their geography that well. But there are a lot of countries nearby Hungary that are really good at skiing. Austria being one of them.
1: Mountains and stuff. Yeah.
2: Now I know I don't know if the Alps extended to Hungary, but they probably don't. But I, I have I, no idea. I would just. I am surprised that they couldn't find another skier better in this entire. Like, look at her go! It's just. Oh my
1: god, she
2: pizzaed. <laughs> <laughs> you need to watch this video. It's amazing. If you pizza. we'd she does go off like I mean it's oh, she's yeah. not going slow. So
1: is this like an inspiring uh, story? Uh, or is she just like she staggeringly rich and was able to do this for herself?
2: I think it's brilliant. No matter what. Like uh, she found a loophole <laughs> and she got into the Olympics.
1: <laughs> yeah. Which you know what? I know it's, it's pretty so bad. Great. No, but I was just thinking about uh have you do you know the story of Eddie the Eagle? Well, there's a whole movie, right? Yeah, but, have yeah. you seen the yeah? So, like, everyone was like, oh, that's great. And he sucked at this yeah. event. But, like, I don't know. There's something about the event that he did where you're like, man, I'm impressed that you even did that without dying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is not quite one of those events. Eh, whatever. She competed. You're right. I'm being a Scrooge. So, are we, are we on her. the
0: side that she is a hero? She's a hero.
1: Okay. That's too hero.
0: hero. <laughs> <Too laughs> no. Far. Regular person gets into the Olympics because she's so dedicated to Stag- about- Oh my god,
1: there's a fan crawling over the bear. Oh, it's Jim Benning offering her $4 million. <laughs> million <laughs> 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 uh, well, our second pair is full up, but you can play at our third. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, it's just beating a dead horse.
0: Yes, Jesse? LPG24 on our Reddit page writes. Mm. Should the Leafs offer Bozak a deal? Center market is slim, and he is still a good third-line option.
2: I don't know, man. Yeah. I don't know if he is. I haven't, to be honest with you, since the start of the season, that Bozak-Marner-JVR line, which wrecked Worlds last year, was not effective at all. And they got bulldozed and bulldozed and bulldozed, and finally Marner's off that line and Brown's with them, and now they've kind of stabilized. And obviously, listen, JVR scored a pile of goals, but it's the same thing with Kessel, how many goals are scored against when JVR Bozak and Kessel were on the ice. Yeah. So now the Brown is there. There's some defensive accountability, but to Let's me, just
1: changed the dynamic of the line.
2: Yeah. yeah. I don't, I don't see the, if he played like he had last year, I'd be like, okay. And he's a part of the first power play unit, which ge- d- d- generates a ton of chances. And I'll gar- I'll grant you that I am not. I, it depends on your options, but I have not been blown away by his play this year. He might be injured. It may not be his year. But to me, if I'm the Leafs, I'm taking a swing at uh, Derek Broussard.
1: What did he ever do to you? Who, Tyler Bozak? Or Derek are oh, taking a swing at a, Oh, Broussard. no. That's, that's so like, rude. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really I sh- funny.
2: I want a guy like that. Or this summer, I go after Tavares. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, Which, why not? Why I mean, not? That'd be super cool. Because
2: you've got, you got basically all of John Tavares' salary coming off the books in three players. Komarov, uh, 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 Komarov, Bozak, and JVR coming off the books will pay for John we Tavares. To, we have
0: to give Austin Matthews $12 million.
1: Sure. We do that. Not right away.
0: <laughs> the, like next year.
1: <laughs> like next summer. So everyone uh, loved dumping on Leo Komarov when he was on the power play, and rightfully so. The guy didn't score points. Mm. And he played on the power play. How many games ago was Bozak's last power play point? 36. I don't know. Well, Jesse, let's cut that into a third. (laughs) (laughs) Why did you go that line, Jesse? can that be my long division (laughs) for the show?
2: It's supposed to be a shocking number and you ruined it.
1: (laughs) Never! He's never
2: scored
0: one! (laughs) I think think that's that's a Bill Burr bit. Whereas somebody asks him a number question, he's like eight million. <laughs> he ruins it completely. <laughs> um,
1: it was twelve, twelve games ago. It was January. I'm so disappointed. So January four, 25th against uh Dallas. He's got 32 points in the season, which I would say is a bit disappointing. It's more disappointing when you realize he's got five points in his last five games. So, yes, he's hot at the moment, but that means five games ago he had 27. Like this guy's he's not doing Awesome. Now, centers are way too damn expensive, and when it comes to your third line option, I guess there are worse options out there. What if you can get him at a discount? Do you bring him back? I mean, they
2: like his face-offs and stuff. Um, but
1: with that whole thing about the culture change, like I don't, I don't know if they want to bring I'd, him back.
2: I got to be honest. I don't think he's coming back. Um, I think there are there you can find better options, and if you, especially if they're bringing in a guy like Luke Lendening, who locks down the fourth line forever and ever, amen. You know, what about
1: Miro Alton? Yeah, I was kind of thinking that because he's a, uh, he's a, um, you know, he's still young enough to be a prospect. Mm-hmm.
2: And they he Could almost made the team, year. the tie went to the veteran who happened to be Don Moore.
1: It's almost like the fourth line center spot is more sacred. No, we need a big abusive whatever back there. Mm-hmm. Third line center? Oh, okay, sure. <laughs> yeah, I have it. Yeah, that sounds fine. Uh, I'm trying to find who's up. Yes, who's up at all positions. Now, this is on cap friendly. It's not going to be the most accurate thing ever because they have some guys listed as, like, center wing. and mm-hmm. They're not all going to be right. Joe Thornton, Paul Stastny. Paul Stastny's up. Henrik Sedin, uh Thomas Buchanitz, John Tavares, Valtteri Philpola, Mikhail Grabowski. Yeah, I don't think that's going to work. Tyler Bozak is eighth, and that's when it comes to cap head, I believe. Matt Stagen. Who I would never have guessed that. Guess how many years younger than Matt Stagen Tyler Bozak is? Only three. Three. <laughs> yeah. Wow. What? Uh Thomas Hurdle is one of the winger center guys. I don't I don't really know if he plays center. Uh Boone Jenner, Ryan Spooner. What about a Brock Nelson? Uh, you know, I think there's options. I think they might go out there and try their best. Or uh, try their luck. Well, try, their, but... try their luck, sorry, is what I meant to say. <laughs> I think they're going to go out there and try their best. <laughs> we'll get him a gold star. <laughs> we'll, he's going to be great. You know what? You all tried. So you all win the cup. <sighs> no, um, yeah, maybe they go out there and... I think they let him go to free agency. But the, maybe they can bring him back. They go to free agency just to see.
2: You know, And you never know what could happen at the draft, too.
1: Never know what can happen at the draft. Boy, it is Slim Pickens. The number 12 guy is Eric Fair. Number 14 marked the test to Antoine Vermette. Boy, it is Slim Pickens, isn't it? There is a UFA who I wanted the Leafs to take a look at. I, w- I would love the Leafs to get this guy now if they can. Uh Derek Ryan from the Carolina Hurricanes. Now you're probably wondering who the hell is this? Uh, I've never heard of him. 5'10", 170 pounds, so he'd be the smallest person in the room by a long shot. But he's got 11 goals, 15 assists, 26 points in 58 games. How much does he weigh? 170 pounds. I'm pretty sure Mitch Marner would be looking down at him. But who cares? Guy scores. Mm. You know you know who Derek Ryan would look down at? Johnny Goudreau. Uh, I don't know if I don't know if he wins faceoffs. I don't, I don't know enough about him. In 67 NHL games last year, he had 11 goals, 18 assists, 29 points in 67 games. Again, in a pretty limited role. So
2: that would be my question: Does he kill penalties? Does he win faceoffs? That's probably what they're going to be looking for.
1: I mean, Bozak doesn't kill penalties. So yeah, mm.
2: but yeah, but then you got Komarov, Bozak, JVR gone, right? So you got to look at those roles and that sort of thing.
1: Anyway, it's just a name. I'm throwing right. in the and, name and out And you there.
2: never know, too, what the Leafs I've are going to i read. Yeah. You're never going to know. You never know what the <laughs> Leafs will dig out of Russia, Finland, Sweden. You know, like. Oh, I know. They, like, they, we know about Ojugorjevanov, but we don't
0: really know much else.
1: Pull a friggin' rabbit out of the head. I remember when they signed Sashnikov. I was like, who? The,
0: uh, the Hawaiian hockey market's really heating up lately. Huge, huge. Yeah. Market inefficiency. Exactly. You know, you
1: joke, but if anyone was going to figure that market out, I would hope it'd be <laughs> the Leafs, the team with the most money.
0: I, I heard a co- from a couple of sources that you, they're working on something that could potentially be a big deal.
1: I only want to know what you read.
0: I, I read it.
1: Whoa! Well, yeah. Sources?
0: I read sources? through these sources. I uh, read
1: something, it, wrote it down, read it aloud, <laughs> and then I heard it.
0: Myself. Nice. Cool. It. Yeah, so it's a big deal. It's a pretty good source. Sim 8.
1: Whoa! <laughs> yes, Adam. Oh, Adam's got a certain person's sweater open. Is there a new one?
0: Yeah,
1: it's oh, is it another banger? Yeah, it's a, ba- is this this? a banger. Brian Lawton again. Uh, no. We're closing the show
2: with another banger from Brian Lawton. Does that do not a good note?
1: Yeah.
2: Does the claiming of Taylor Chorney make it more likely that Jack's, Jack Johnson of the Columbus Blue Jackets is traded by Monday? By the way, that is a question, but he didn't use a question mark. (laughs) I am told, quote, only if it is a hockey deal that makes sense for this year's club making the playoffs. More prudent to trade him for B.O. if prices stay strong. For B.O.? Body odor? I don't
1: know. (laughs) (laughs) I just love
2: that. He just used the, it only makes sense if it's a hockey trade.
1: What's (laughs) B.O.? I don't know. Uh, can you re- read, read the read context. Again yeah. And read it the way it's written. Don't make it a question.
2: Make yeah, it a statement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Re- does claiming of Taylor Chorney make it more likely that we will see Jack Johnson traded by Monday? Period. <laughs> I am told, quote, only if it is a hockey deal that makes sense for this year's club making the playoffs, period. More prudent to trade him for BO if prices stay strong.
1: Who does he work for? NHL Network. Yeah, someone there's got to talk to him be like Brian. You're not <laughs> tweeting so good, but somebody take his phone. <laughs> it's not. not Listen, it's, it's not that he doesn't have strategy. information. I'm sure he does. He needs strategy. Isn't he an agent?
2: Was former. Uh, Is now just an NHL. Uh, uh, he's an NHL uh, analyst for NHL Network.
1: And insider, Adam. Mm. He's a man. Uh, a trust he's an man. insider. <laughs> and he wouldn't have this job if he wasn't smart. <laughs> Are you all right? Are you saying something, Steve? Are you saying that Brian Lawton? I say nothing but the truth, Jesse. Listen, this podcast is (laughs) over, okay? You guys know too much. Follow the guys on Twitter at Steve underscore dangle, at Adam W Y L D E,
2: and at Jesse Blake. The
1: Steve Dangle Podcast. (laughs) Brought to you by Panago Pizza. Order at Panago.com and stuff your face with deliciousness.